following takes place between midnight and 1 a.m. Events occur in real time. Hey everyone, this is day five. What? Actually, day six. Show five. Hey everyone, <laughs> <laughs> this is episode five of the Tokyo Slumber Party covering days five and six. <laughs> right. Is that right? Yeah, I think that's right. Okay. <laughs> we had to do that intro about four times before we got the actual numbers right. That's all so complicated. And he still didn't call it insane sleeping bags. Well, I was just leaving that to you. Oh, okay, I feel good. like from the last episode... You feel like I'm the voice of reason and you're the voice of wrong names? I definitely do not feel that. <laughs> the title is getting so long and confusing with the, you know, super happy, terrific Japanese, insane Tokyo sleeping bag summer party type intro that I thought I'd leave that nonsense to you. And that's all we've got time for today. <laughs> How many times have we pulled that joke, actually? Well, it gets longer and longer as the series progresses, so I figure... <laughs> I figure by the end, that's really all we will have time for. Especially once we come up with an opener. I know. Maybe that, that'll be the opener. It's just <laughs> us trying to come up with the actual name for this podcast. This is not the late night version that you've become accustomed to. I know. We're kind of lying to you. I feel like our sexy voices are lying to you. <laughs> well, <Our> d- <laughs> as if that's unusual. Our dimmed lights version of our voices. Yeah, but uh, we were unable to record last night because when I asked Vicky to do it, she's like, mm, yeah, wake me up later. <laughs> I was really sick. I was vomiting violently. It was like, oh, let my people go, but my dinner <laughs> exploded forth. Oh, my God, it was disgusting. Like, I wasn't drunk, but I'd been drinking a lot of fluid. And so... And how much of that fluid happened to the alcohol? <laughs> um, so, but I, well, I really wasn't drunk. And so the only thing to come out of me was liquid, and it just exploded out. Oh, it was disgusting. That sounds fun. Like, sorry? It sounds fun. Yeah, I've never vomited so violently before. It was really <laughs> violent. But, uh, semi-good now, or at least up to the standards of hitting record. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, this is a bit of an evening edition. We've actually climbed into bed to give it some sort of authenticity. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We're laying in bed and it's cold. Well, I figure that even if we're not as sleep-deprived as we may have been in previous episodes, everything else is still in place. I've got my eyes shut. Well, that counts. (laughs) I really do. I'm tired. It's like when, uh, you know, you see the musicians really getting into it, feeling the music, they close their eyes and look a bit stupid. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're the podcast equivalent of that Yeah, falling asleep mm. <laughs> If you fall asleep mid-podcast, it means you're really digging your own groove Is that what they're doing when they're, you know, really You think they're getting into the flow of the music But really, they're just taking a quick nap <laughs> That's the way I used to do it So, uh, yeah, we've got a couple of days to recap Starting from, I guess, yesterday's adventure to the giant Buddha <laughs> Yep which I can only describe as the greatest thing I've ever seen. Oh, lies. Oh, my God. (laughs) I can't believe Ben would now lie to the public. What? What are you talking about? Ben was so underwhelmed. I lost my shit and, like, stopped talking mid-conversation to stare at this giant Buddha. And Ben was like, oh, I've seen bigger. 
<laughs> wasn't even well, I've seen bigger. Yeah, I haven't seen bigger. No, so you lied, firstly. Did I say that I've seen bigger? I think so. Oh, okay. But, uh, no, um, Vicky's just annoyed because my reaction was I took this guy to the, like, the second biggest Buddha in Japan. Yeah. And he just completely underreacted. It was like I just, like, shown him a funny-shaped cucumber or something. Like, hey, check this out, it's got two ends. Ha, uh-huh, yeah. I don't know, like, I, I didn't realise that Like, I... you did react more strongly to me having found a green pepper inside my red pepper the other day <laughs> than you did to seeing the second biggest Buddha in Japan. Well, that was a freak of nature. <laughs> yeah, it was. Let's not lie to ourselves. But, uh... I don't know, I didn't realise that was part of the deal. Like... I, I someone, if you are a tourist somewhere, you have to show excitement for what you see. Yeah. Yes. Why though? Like, what I, do you mean? Well, because I I went there and I was suitably impressed. No, just, you weren't. You weren't suitably impressed at all. You didn't make any noise. You didn't look at it really. You didn't. But can I be like, like internally whelmed? No, you weren't. You need to show some sort of appreciation <laughs> in my mind. You said you were. You know, stopped talking mid conversation. I, I, what if I just didn't say anything? Well, you could at least say, oh, wow, or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> cool. But you said, oh, it's pretty much the same as the big pineapple. I, I didn't say it was the same, but <laughs> I said in terms of the it's name. It's been there for, like, seven centuries. Yeah, but I'm saying, like... <laughs> yeah, when... See, that's what I mean. That's Ben's reaction. Yeah, it's been there for seven centuries, but... <laughs> I'm saying when you go to the giant Buddha... Yeah. You pretty much know what you're getting, as you do with the giant pineapple. Like. So he's kind of blaming me for being, like, not a surprising tour guide, like, for telling him what we were going to see. He's like, what's your own stupid fault? No, I, I don't blame you. I blame the the Japan tourism Buddha people. <laughs> they called it the giant Buddha, which I guess is accurate. But it's uh, also all it is. I just don't know why you expect subterfuge in your tourism. <laughs> I don't, it's I ridiculous. Didn't, I didn't expect subterfuge, but like, it's like we went to the other, um, like Japanese garden afterwards and yeah. there was, there was like the caves and there was the like big golden Buddha and stuff in there. And I didn't know that they were coming. So it's like, oh. <laughs> these are nice caves. Wow. Yeah. I was like, oh, caves here. Like, But you're aware oh. that caves exist. Yeah, no, but I didn't know that that yesterday I would be exploring a little cave. No, that's ridiculous. I'm not going to blindfold you everywhere we go. I didn't ask you to. <laughs> you are kind of, in a way. Well, I'm not telling you where we're going tomorrow. Is it the sizzle that we walked past the other day? Because <laughs> that was pretty impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, hell. Is that, is that why you're angry? Because I gave out more of a exclamation of yeah, when I Yeah, you talked about Sizzler for like five minutes. You've I... talked about Lost more on this trip than you have about the things I've taken you to. <laughs> but, but that's because I enjoy Lost. <laughs> it's but not... you don't enjoy Japan. Well, it's like, so it... next time you're at a Lost convention, you're going to spend the whole time talking about your trip to Japan? If it comes up. <laughs> <laughs> so when you get back to work, obviously your colleague's going to be like, how is Tokyo? Mm. What are you going to say? Well, uh, <laughs> That's what you're going to say? You're going to whimper? Uh, yeah, oh. Tokyo. You know how it was. Still there. Do you know they've still got Sizzler there? <laughs> that shit's been shut down here for years. <laughs> I'm laughing because I really think that's what you might say. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, what specifically about the giant Buddha, should I say? Like, it's a, it's a giant Buddha. 
like we went inside it. That was kind of that was kind of an unexpected novelty. You didn't say anything about going inside it at the time. You didn't know that could happen. No, but that added to it definitely <laughs> because, like, you know, on first glance, it's not like the giant Buddha that you can go inside. No, that's true. It doesn't say that on the sign. No, so like, I think they they, they need did more save of that something. Stuff. Yeah, it's not like. I could build the giant Buddha myself. So from, like, an artistic point of view, it's impressive, especially for, like, something 700 years old. Oh, finally! This is more than I've got out of bed on the whole trip. He just said something was impressive. I can't believe it. But, uh, but like, in terms of my reaction to it, I can't, I can't be surprised when it's called the giant Buddha and I see a giant Buddha. But you don't need to be surprised to be impressed by something. It seems like that's what you're saying. No, you're saying that. I'm saying, why the fuck weren't you impressed, you asshole? I was, I was impressed. I was well, just good. not, like, visually impressed. As what? Well, how were you impressed? Orally? No. You, like, you had an extreme taste in your mouth. No, it's just like, you know. Wow, this taste it, is so exciting. kept it inside. Okay, I, I, fine. I stifled the impressiveness. Why? Why do you stifle that? Because, like I said, there wasn't, like... It, it was as expected. It was, so that's not stifled, then. You just didn't feel it. Well, I, I, like, if I had have ran across that giant Buddha not knowing that there was a giant Buddha there... <laughs> or if there'd been, like you said, the giant pineapple next to it. Yeah. That would be more impressive. <laughs> well, it's like... It's something else that adds to it. You're like... I don't Just know. check out the In Colour. I videoed Ben's initial reaction, and it's really a video that needs to be seen, and you'll see where I'm coming from. I sound really bitchy and mean in this podcast, but when you see the video just after I've taken him to this amazing, like, culturally meaningful site, you'll understand. Well, did, did I decrease your enjoyment of the giant Buddha? No, band? I don't care. I'm just... I think it's funny. Okay. Speaking of doing these in colours, I, uh, I've been wearing this coat all around Tokyo. Because <laughs> it's freezing cold here. It's really... It's the middle of winter in Tokyo. Yeah. So that was... You know, a mistake to come now. Like, <laughs> well, you've had a year's opportunity and you finally picked the last week I'm here. I don't know why. Well, because it got all radioactive previously. I was I was going to come when it was apparently, you know, sweat your ass off season. <laughs> but then it also became earthquake season. I was, uh, you know, waking up this morning, checked the temperature on the iPhone. And it's like, Melbourne weather... Yay, happy sun. Yeah, like the whole iPhone like lit up with double rainbow, basically, yeah. and the sunshine glowed out. And then I flicked to the uh, Japanese side, and it's like, it just frozen over, basically. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, do not need to go outside today. Yeah, it snowed today, so it's pretty damn cold. Yeah, so I've uh, been huddling in my nook, which is... Uh, not the warmest part of the house. No, it's really cold in the closet where Ben's staying. Yeah, I, I don't know why it's this Because I went to visit cold. him in there this morning and I was like, oh, it's freezing in here. <laughs> Just one of the many things that life in a closet provides. <laughs> yeah, it's not well insulated, that closet. I guess not. So yeah, I've had to be wearing this coat that I've been wearing all trip, basically, just because it's freezing outside. And it's warm, it's just not the most... Uh, Attractive? Yeah, well, it's not even, like, my coat, really. It's uh, an old one of my dad's, because in Australia, you don't need... It's a pretty ugly coat. You don't need... Let's stop beating around the bush. <laughs> Fine, tell us how you really feel. Okay, it's um, a hideous coat. Thanks, No, baby. it's all right. Uh, it's... it's all right, it's just a coat. I mean, it's not great. But it seems like, because I've been wearing it, like every photo and every in colour that we've been doing... Because <laughs> you wore... It was the same coat from the Ski Free video, if you want to 
see the coat for yourself. Yeah, and it's just because I don't own a coat of my own along those lines, because in Melbourne you don't need one. It's like never snow weather. <laughs> so I get the feeling that now everyone watching me and like in my photos is like, wow, why does he love that? Shitty coat. So. Yeah, it's gonna look like you. Oh, he's that coat Ben never takes off. Yeah, because it's, it's in the last two in colors and all of the photos from Tokyo. It's all of a sudden my favorite garment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ben's really worried that everyone's gonna start thinking that it's like his favorite coat that he can't be separated from <laughs> so much that he has to take it overseas with him. Yeah, then we went today to uh, another temple, and I got my <laughs> I got my lucky fortune red. Yeah, basically every year around New Year's you get like a fortune for the year that tells you. Like certain things, like whether you're going to find something you've lost, and like what your prospects, like marriage and employment, are, and what your general prospects for the year are. So I took Ben to get his and mine today. Yeah. So basically, you you put a donation in a box and then shake a stick out of another, you know, box of sticks. I guess what do you call it? (laughs) Some kind of canister. And uh, the one that comes out has a number on it, and then you follow that number through a series of clues to the drawer with your fortune in it. Yeah, it's pretty involved, actually, now I think about it. It seems really normal because I've done it so many times. Yeah, at, at the time. It does take time, doesn't it? It doesn't seem like that many steps, but it's much like the maid cafe in which they make you jump through a series of hoops to actually find your final prize or fortune. Yeah, right. So I got lucky number 65, which <laughs> I can only assume is the Japanese number of the end of days. <laughs> I've never seen a fortune so bad. Like, everyone here gets them, and in all of my time in Japan, I've honestly never seen someone get one as bad as Ben got. <laughs> it's really bad. Well, I can recite it. I've got it somewhere around here. Recite it or read it? I hope but you can't recite it. From memory? Yeah. Well, it's been drilled into my brain from... It's all pretty it's... bad. So it says, uh, number 65, fortune, but finally, you'll be suffering from disease and get depreciated <laughs> by other people. <laughs> So, you know, as an opener. It's not good. It's, it's not great. You I love depreciated as the word, not yeah. underappreciated or unappreciated. <laughs> like, other people actually cause your value as an asset to fall. <laughs> it's not even they don't appreciate what you're doing. They're ruining your value. Uh, yeah, the uh, stock of Ben is all at an all-time low. <laughs> Gets better in the next line. Yeah, you think like maybe they'll just get the bad news out of the way. Yeah, first. the opposite shit sandwich. Yeah, but then it follows up with you are always attacked by danger, so you can't get through everything. <laughs> I love how it's always. Yeah, that makes me laugh so much. It's not like you know there's danger up ahead. It's like you will constantly twenty four seven be attacked by danger. <laughs> so you should get used to that. Yeah, you I hope you enjoyed life up until now because it is all downhill yeah, from now, it's, Sonny. It's all danger. Yeah. All danger all the time. <laughs> do you like living life on the edge? I hope you do because <laughs> you'll be doing it regardless. Right. Yeah, I was kind of hoping that's some kind of mistranslation and it's like I'll always be attacked by love and rainbows. <laughs> But, uh, no, sorry, wrong. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it, judging by the theme of the <laughs> overall fortune. It's a pretty bad fortune. It's one of the worst I've ever seen. When spring comes, you may meet uh, happiness. So, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe in spring I might have something coming for it's me. Something to look forward to, maybe. You should make a perfect and good plan and wait for a good chance with patience. Your your request will not be granted. <laughs> you make a wish when you pick it, so yeah. Ben won't be getting his. So apparently they're just flat out <laughs> saying that one. Yeah, sorry. You're not going to have that due to all the danger. Yeah, all your dreams like I'm are crushed. 
Um, the patient will get well in a little while. Lost article will not be found. <laughs> what have you lost? Well, it doesn't matter now because it's <laughs> so gone for good. Lost, but not try to think of it because yeah, then I'll feel sad. I'll just be depressed. <laughs> My uh, depreciation will not be. Not You're gone. really in decline this year. It's not good. The person you wait for arrives late. <laughs> That's just frustrating one day. <laughs> so that means they're like they're coming later, like Yeah. Building a new house and a removal are both well. So I could move or build a new house. That's, <laughs> that's not too that's bad. Possibly. Maybe that's the best way to escape the danger. Yeah. And now Maybe the danger won't be able to find you for a while. Well, that's true because now is a good time to start a trip. <laughs> that's the only good thing. Yeah. Now is a good time to take a trip. Like, oh, just yeah, get out of here for a bit. <laughs> it's the only, that's the best you can hope for. Yeah, I wonder if that means, like, now is a good time to come to Japan, like, because I'm already on my trip. Or it's like... You, you came all get, this way yeah. here. Get the hell. Go back home, man. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. There's so much danger. <laughs> Please. Stop traveling, you fool. <laughs> and uh, both any kind of marriage and new employment are medium fortune. So the best you can hope for is a mediocre work or possibly a good trip. Yep, because I do not plan on getting married anytime soon. So, But even if I do, she'll probably arrive late. She's going to be average and she's going to be late. Yeah. So, uh, so if you get married soon, it's going to be pretty average marriage. So I'll probably steer clear of that until I've got a better fortune. <laughs> yeah, right. Until next time you come to Japan. Yeah. I think things <laughs> can only go up from here. Well, I don't see how they could get worse Yeah, that's your fortune. But I didn't even know that fortune's got this bad. Like, <laughs> I thought it was the you know the fortune cookie, 10% off cognac was uh, like underwhelming. That was your high point? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know it could get <laughs> so much worse. worse than that. <laughs> Usually it's just like, oh, you'll find happiness with a new love or things m might be down today, but tomorrow the future will be brighter. Yeah, it is usually they're quite cheerful. Yeah. And this, this one's like, like, well, you might be happy in spring, but I wouldn't count on it. <laughs> yeah, this is like, ooh, I would not want to be you right now. <laughs> yeah. Get out, just dude. go on a trip. Dale. <laughs> just take a trip for the entire year and try and stay out of trouble as much as you can. <laughs> yeah, you better put protective coverings on every surface because danger lurks everywhere <laughs> around you, bro. Your stock is on the way down. <laughs> I don't know why this fortune has a stoner voice, <laughs> bro. <laughs> well, man, yeah, that's the bad fortune guy. So, in comparison, I got the best fortune you, you can get. Yeah, I think, did you pay extra for that one? <laughs> so, apparently, for me, your gem has no flaw, and it will glisten better when you polish. Good character by nature becomes much better when you polish yourself. <laughs> you will become known better. You become wealthy and you may have a repeated stroke of good luck. Your hope will come true. The patient will be sure to recover. The lost thing is late to be found. Ugh. Building a new house and removal are both good. It is good for you making a trip. Both marriage and employment are good. So you sighed it. The lost thing is late to be found. Yeah. <laughs> I would have loved that. <laughs> What are you trying to say? Yeah, at least you find it. Yeah, it'll come to you eventually. Mine is like, sorry, bro, out of luck. <laughs> it's gone. No hope, dude. Not even by the looking. You are not going to find that lost thing. <laughs> so I think my uh, only solution is to 
stop off at the duty-free shop again and hope to get a better <laughs> For the best down the con, yeah. <laughs> yeah, something else that can cancel out my uh, existence. Well, your patient recovers eventually. Well, yeah, it's probably me. <laughs> it probably means that I'll still be getting sick in the meantime. Because <laughs> of all the danger. Uh, yeah. It's a lot of stress. You're going to get a pretty stress-related illness from that, surely. <laughs> Well, you know, you know me, living life on the edge. Constantly. Losing stuff. Yeah, losing stuff, <laughs> dodging danger. It sounds more exciting, if anything. Wasn't your first line, you're going to be diseased? It's along those lines. <laughs> You'll be suffering from disease and get appreciated by other people. So, <laughs> I guess I guess that could be the patient that is referring oh, to as me, my yeah, disease. sounds like it might be. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, it's just so blunt, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, there's no sugarcoating on that. Yeah, surely. It's they... like, if you work hard, it'll be all right or something. Yeah, it's like, like no. Fuck. No matter what you do, you're fucked. Yeah, it's just, it's just basically I could have opened it and just said, fucked. <laughs> I'm like, well, that, that sums it up, doesn't okay, it? Okay, damn. I probably would have even preferred that. Well, I, I, well, you meant to tie it onto something to ward it off, but you've refused. Well. Uh, I'm willing to accept the challenge. <laughs> yeah. You win some, you lose some. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, while we were at the uh, Jump Buddha yesterday, there was also an interesting statue. Um, oh, yeah. I did a double take at that statue as well, because I was like, well, that's just unfortunate. Like, it was this guy, I guess he was involved in the construction of it or something? I'm not sure, I didn't actually read the story. Okay, well, there was a statue dedicated to someone, someone I can only assume Buddha-related. Yes, probably something to do with what we were there for, you can imagine. Yeah, and it was like, guess. it was actually um, a statue of the director of Godzilla, just happened to be in the same place. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, the interesting thing of note was... It was the statue of a man who got a really bad fortune <laughs> to commemorate the hell he went through. I should have looked closer, it could have looked like me. Yeah, um, yeah I did a double take at this statue, because the first time you look at it, it looks like a face, and then you realise they've also casted his mole. Yeah, like, perfectly as well. Like a really big mole on his face. Like and It's like a what, bronze statue or something? Yeah, he's, they've bronzed his mole. Yeah. You would think that like if you're going to bronze someone for all of eternity, you could leave their mole off. Come on. <laughs> it's just harsh. Yeah, well, it's like this guy's like from you know 700 years ago, and you'd think that by now people probably wouldn't remember. Remember the mole. I'm like, no, nope, we have to be exactly accurate. Yeah, it's not like... They to, won't know you without that mole. Yeah, it's not like today where... Uh, if they built Photoshop. the statue, yeah, well, we'd be like, where's the mole? Like, maybe in that original time, people just wouldn't have been able to accept it. Like, who is this Who's guy? this guy? I don't recognise him. Ah, oh, when you put the mole on. Oh, that guy. Yeah, 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 got it. Yeah, they probably built it without the mole originally, and then it's like... Who the hell is this? Yeah. Yeah, this this is not accurate. Come on, guys. <laughs> you know what you're missing. It's like, fine. Oh, fine. The mole. But yeah, it's just funny that, like, hundreds of years later he has to be remembered with like this really it's just so unfortunate yeah. like all these years later he's got this massive mole on his face <laughs> maybe he was proud of it though maybe he asked for it to be put on we don't really know what the statue was for maybe he was the first guy to kind of be proud of who he was the first and... man to be proud of a mole yeah <laughs> we'd like to commemorate that with a statue he like stood up to uh... before him everyone hated moles yeah to to facial and um, uh, anomalies, and he was like a revolutionary, bring it into the mainstream. I love my mole, and you can't stop me. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, right next to it is just a statue of the mole. <laughs> of an actual mole, or the mole from the mole TV show? Oh, well, there we go. Maybe it was a mole 
on the mole with a mole. Oh, sounds like a really confusing game of Cluedo. <laughs> yeah, no one would ever guess that. No. Well, Ben was saying how well the public transport system works here compared to Australia. As a, well, Melbourne. Melbourne's tried to implement a Mikey system. Mm. And um, so basically here, it works really well. You just touch on, touch off, and it you know docks how far you've gone on the line. And it's just the easiest way to get around. It's much easier than buying a ticket every time, I'd say. Yeah, you just chuck money on it. Like, you know, we've got these electronic ticketing systems back home. They just never seem to work. So <laughs> I was telling Ben, as some of the listeners might know, my dad is part of, is one of the people who runs the public transport in Australia. And um, apparently the problem with them now is they're not sensitive enough. Like, you have to try and yeah, touch off. Yeah, basically, like... Here they've kind of got it down, so you just wave your wallet with your train card in it over the sensor, and it detects how much money you've got it and if you've got enough to get to the next station or whatever. But back home, it seems like there's always massive queues of people just constantly waving their card in front of the sensor and it's not doing anything, and just holding up, like creating a massive queue of people just trying to to you know get through the barriers to the point where. I've just given up using them and gone back to the regular tickets just because they're so inconvenient. <laughs> so anyway, I was telling Ben about how, like, originally they tried, they found that that was a problem, so they tried to get around it. And basically what would happen is if you were just walking down the street and a tram or a bus drove past you, it would deduct the fare from your <laughs> Mikey in your pocket. It, it really seems like, you know, when they're testing that, they went to the next extreme like why does it have to not work or work overly yeah well? that's right like it works so well if you're walking down the street and a tram drives past you you have to pay the fare <laughs> i think that's a bit rough i'm imagining like if they'd left it that way like avoiding trams is like an extreme sport when you're walking oh, you have to... like shit it's coming run <laughs> <laughs> oh, save yeah. yourselves yeah that one's going to sydney that's gonna yeah. come from shitload <laughs> It's an international tram. What? Don't worry, just run. <laughs> they knew. <laughs> it was just a money-raising scheme from the government. <laughs> it's just like, you can, yeah, as it drives by, it's just like sucking money from every single person's <laughs> wallet as it goes. If they can... What, that's like really scary. <laughs> Is that like a cat or something? <laughs> if you wanted some uh, live cat fighting in the background of the podcast. Not even the sexy kind, it was the scary man who actually looked frightened. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like, surely there's a happy medium where it's like, you know, you're, they got it working here, why can't they do it back home and not have to worry about having buses drive past and stealing all your money? It's like we'd have to eventually be carrying around our uh, Mikey cards in... Like steel boxes yeah, or something, like some yeah. kind of iron... You have to keep it in a vault until you want to go on the train. (laughs) Just, I can imagine, like, you spin open the lock, the combination, and it's like you're shaking as you pull it out and you don't want it to And then the tram goes like, fuck! Yeah, it touches on, like, six times in the 30 seconds out of the box. And, yeah, we've we've got to talk about at the Maid Cafe, their love of whisks. Yeah, every photo seemed to involve someone holding or the action of whisking. It seemed like they were, like... The customers were really getting into it as well. And it wasn't even whisking anything. It was just whisking air with yeah. a whisk. So you had like a, a cooking whisk in a bowl. And it's like every photo needs that prop. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's not a photo without a whisk. Yeah. Cause we How get... will people know you're at a cafe if you're not whisking? <laughs> well, we had a few photos taken where we got to choose the various um, headgear, like the ears and stuff. And it's like it seems like maybe they have the same thing 
for props, but it's like obviously I'm going to choose the whisk. Why yeah. are you even giving me options? <laughs> it was like that. It's like pff, we we could just throw away the other props. Everyone wants to whisk. Yeah, I don't get it. It's just like it seemed like the way they were whisking was so. Vigorous. It was very vigorous whisking yeah. as well. It wasn't just joke whisking. They were no. really getting into it. It's like you could totally tell in this photo if I was just holding the whisk. Yeah. I have to really be whisking this fake. Fake. Yeah, this nothing. Yeah. <laughs> People will know I'm not whisking something if, <laughs> if I'm not doing it vigorously. But if even though it's apparent there's nothing in this bowl, <laughs> if I'm doing the correct action, they'll buy it. It's add to the weirdness of the whole thing. <laughs> That's funny. I don't know. Maybe we should bring that back home. Whisk photos. Well, we had these. We had the photos taken at the uh, Japanese photo booth today as well. Yeah, we did Purikira today. Which do you want to explain that? Uh, it's basically. What do you mean? You just explained it. Okay. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. When you go in the photo booths and take pictures, I don't know what else to say. But you forgot to mention the most important part is that we got to get dressed up as. Ben was best up, dressed up as a character. <laughs> yeah, he was best up. <laughs> He's best Ben forward. I was messed up. That's more like it. What? I don't know. I, mine wasn't an insult. <laughs> ben was dressed up as a character from Bleach, and I was dressed up from as Alice from Wonderland. Together at last. I know, right? And we took photos where our eyes are giant. Yeah, we, as we've discussed on the podcast, that these photo booths make your eyes, I guess, more anime style. So they look ridiculous on Western people. Like. Uh, yeah, because we don't obviously have as small eyes as the Japanese, and so... It makes us seem like we're super surprised. It looks like bugs. We look like half yeah. bug, half people. Maybe that's what I needed at the giant Buddha. <laughs> just to express my fake surprise. Aruga! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we forgot our whisk prop, obviously. Yeah, the there. fools. So there's no whisking in our photos, unfortunately. No, we have to go back. Okay, let's go now. Okay. Any, what's on the agenda for the next couple of days? I'm not going to tell you now. You wanted a surprise. Uh, okay, well... The listeners can also feel that surprise. Okay, good. Maybe they'll be like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> Which would be more of a reaction than you. Or maybe they won't tune in because they're like, oh, they were going to go to the... No way. People are attracted by uncertainty. Oh, what are they going to do? I have to know. <laughs> I'm going to have to listen to the next one. Well, that means we also have to do something then. So <gasps> can you promise us something? There's definitely going to be something. All right. I can promise that. Away seaboat. Away seaboat. Uh, <laughs> it just sounded like someone in a reference library. I still can't do it. What do you mean? Like, oh, like you were disapproving? Yeah. Where's McDowell versus McGowan? It's a Scottish case. Uh, third shelf on the right. <laughs> <laughs> uh. It's in ramblings.